Hello, my name is Jerry Durham, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, What's Best for the Patient is Best for the Business. This podcast was put together for you, the healthcare practice owner, and wants to achieve success in your healthcare practice and turn this practice, this clinic, into a business. So if you want growth and scalability that drives financial performance, all three of those don't always come together. But if you want that, then you've come to the right place. I'm here to help you be most successful in your healthcare practice and turn it into a business. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I appreciate you uh, listening and giving your time and energy to do this. So today's episode, I'm going to talk about the three objectives to increase first visit arrival, right? So let's think about this. You guys have heard this before this. Maybe you've heard it before. If not, you're hearing it for the first time. I'll, I'll briefly explain it. What we need to do in this pre-arrival phase. So we're going to go, we're going to go high level and drop down really quick pre-arrival phase, which is first contact. So you get an email, you get a phone call, you get a walk-in, you get a fax referral, whatever it is. Someone reaches out, raises their hand and says, I want to schedule. I got questions. I need, I got a problem I need solving, whatever it is, that's first contact. There is a phase from first contact to arrival that is owned by your front desk team. Okay. That is this phase that I live and breathe and will die in. Okay. It's this pre-arrival phase. They haven't been to your clinic. Maybe most of the time they haven't experienced your product. They may not know anything about your product, service, anything you have to offer. This is the pre-arrival phase. The overarching goal of this phase is to get the person when appropriate. So really the overarching goal of this phase is to qualify people, make sure you all are the best fit for this person. And if so, to get them to arrive and pay for their evaluation assessment first visit. Okay. That's the pre-arrival phase. Now everybody knows, right? Hey, I got a goal. I want to lose more weight. Okay. We got this big goal, lose more weight, right? Okay, cool. How the fuck am I going to do that? Right. So what I, what I've done is I built in what I call the three objectives to increase the likelihood of a new patient arriving for their first visit and pain. So what I've come up with is the three objectives to increase first visit arrival, right? Arrive and pay is the big overarching goal. And now I'm going to give you the three objectives Right. I mean, by definition, objectives are goals, but I like to I like to look at these as check boxes or, you know, something focus points to get this arrival. So it's almost like a deeper dive into the arrival. Okay, And these core things you must do, because as you're building out your systems and your processes for this pre-arrival phase, for your front desk, who is the owner of the pre-arrival phase to reach their overarching goal of first visit arrival and payment, right? Which by the way, the metric used to measure that is lead conversion, right? How many leads did they get? How many arrived, right? Because stain is not on them, but first visit is on them a hundred percent, right? So you guys can see how this is all starting to come together yet again. If I just tell you, right, okay, there's a pre-arrival phase. The ultimate goal is arrive and pay, and it's owned by your front desk. You'll go, no shit, Jerry. That's little to no help to me. 
And I say, cool, let's break this down. Let's look at this pre-arrival and let's look at the things that need to be done as early as possible. So these three objectives, we should be able to check these boxes multiple times during the pre-arrival phase. And I don't care if someone's scheduled 48 hours out or 10 days out. You should be able, you have the opportunity to check these boxes more than once. And the more you can check these boxes and the more you can build trust, the more you can decrease fear, doubt, and uncertainty, which by the way, hope you're sitting down. The way to increase trust is by decreasing fear, doubt, and uncertainty. The way to decrease fear, doubt, and uncertainty is by following and achieving these three objectives I'm going to give you as much as possible. Okay. So pre-arrival phase, the goal is arriving, pay, right? And there are three objectives that you want to achieve from the very moment this phase starts. So at the initial contact, and you want to keep checking these boxes. So you want to build out systems and processes that will continue to check these boxes, right? That's why I say whether 48 hours or 10 days, you want to be doing things during this pre-arrival phase to increase trust and decrease fear, doubt, and uncertainty. Number one, this sounds so simple, and I'm going to tell you, it has never happened in all my secret callers. Start to build a relationship. Objective number one, start to build a relationship that will last throughout their entire life cycle with your company. And what I love about throughout that entire life cycle with your company, that's the kicker. It's not start to build a relationship. Everybody goes, yeah, yeah, I get it. Until I say, but if their life cycle ends, if they choose not to stay and not to pay, then there was only two or three touch points all owned by your front desk in this person's life cycle with your company. So was it a good experience or was it a bad experience? And I'm going to tell you without going too in depth, a good experience in this pre-arrival phase for people who don't arrive and pay can turn into more word of mouth referrals. So objective number one in the pre-arrival phase to get people to arrive and pay is start to build a relationship that will last throughout their entire life cycle with the company, right? So that means there's ownership here. That means there's more than one follow-up. That means there's more than just an email, right? There's more than just the business side of this, right? Objective number two, be a problem solver. Sounds simple, yeah? I'm going to tell you, nobody, zero, yet again. I'm going to, uh, God's honest truth, because if I told you the checkboxes to be a problem solver, it's easy to know and easy to reflect back if any of the secret callers I've ever done was someone a problem solver. So I realize it's not, right? It doesn't say get their goals. It doesn't say manage and set expectations. We do all those things, but that is not, those checkboxes aren't being a problem solver. They're part of the process. When we take all the checkboxes, when we look at the 10 point checklist, right, that we want to adhere to on the first phone call, that all together gives us, lends to us the ability to be a problem solver. Now, here's the kicker here. Any great sales person is a true problem solver. They're not a solution giver. So this is always very interesting because I want you guys to dwell on this for a long time here. And we'll probably, I'll probably do a whole episode on just being a problem solver. 
When your front desk team starts telling me the treatments and the solutions without asking me what it is I want to achieve with you guys, they're not being a problem solver. When your front desk team is scheduling people for physical therapy at 1030 on Thursday, they are not being a problem solver. Right? You must dig in and ask me what it is I can't do. You must ask me what it is I want to get back to. You must make this all about me and scheduling me for physical therapy without any understanding of what it is I want to achieve or what my expectations are around any of this or how we, the business, can deliver a result that you want based on your expectations has nothing to do with solving problems. Any great salesperson asks great questions and then listens for the answers. And then typically the follow-up questions all have to do with the answers to the earlier questions. So I want you all to secret call a clinic, pick some random PT clinic across the country and call it. And you tell me if that front desk is being a problem solver. Are they getting your goals? Are they getting your expectations? Right? Are they making you aware that you have helped people just like them? Or are you making them aware that you have an expert that can help them? Right? These are problem solvers. This one is huge. I put this in there a couple of years ago without understanding, really. I put it in there because I knew that it made people have to dig deeper. You got to solve problems as the front desk person. We can't leave that for the provider. And this has become more impactful the deeper I go into the sales side of the world. Great salespeople are just straight up problem solvers. They're not solution givers. The front desk should be offering no solution other than an expert who can help you get back to goal A and goal B. That's it. So the solution is I have someone who's solved your problems for other people in the past. Think about that for a second. No one has done that in all my secret callers. Objective number one, start to build a relationship that will last throughout their entire life cycle with the company. Objective number two, be a problem solver. And the third objective to increase first visit arrival is to set the provider up for success. So you guys start to see these all, these all overlap and play together, yet they need to be mentioned separately. The emphasis is on these three things. And if you check these three boxes, you've definitely done all the, all the things you need to do on the first phone call to set this person up for arrive and pay. And then again, remember these objectives, you can check these boxes. Do you send out a welcome email with a intro video? Right? Do you do an appointment reminder or do you do a welcome call? Right? Do they know about the paperwork? Do they know why they need to arrive early? By the way, no one should have to arrive early. That's for another day and time. Right? Do they know what they'll get for their hour with their expert? Right? Set the provider up for success. And the best way to set the provider up for success is to be a problem solver. Of all the secret callers I've done, greater than 90% of them have never, ever told me the name of my expert provider. Greater than 90% of them have never told me I'll be seeing a doctor. Even, by the way, even if you don't have doctors on staff to tell me I'll be seeing an expert who is a physical therapist, Dr. Jerry Durham, physical therapist, that's setting the provider up for success. By the way, based on the research and the literature, by Bishop and Belosky for expectations, getting people's expectations are the A number way you can set a provider up for success. 
I've yet to have any that's zero clinics ask me for my expectations. Yet, if I hand that to a provider before they walk in the door, I've set that provider up for success. Okay. So the three objectives to increase first visit arrival, right? And pay start to number one, start to build a relationship that will last throughout their entire life cycle with the company. Number two, be a problem solver. Number three, set the provider up for success. Again, all those must occur during the initial contact and the systems you implement after initial contact, after you hang the phone up, must continue to do those three things. All right. I think that problem solver one, we're going to have to take a deep dive into. It is huge. It is huge. Right. Getting people scheduled is not solving one fucking problem. You must stop telling your staff to get people scheduled. You must stop telling your staff to get people scheduled. It does not solve any problems for that person. You think it solves your problems and it doesn't. It creates more problems. It creates people show up for one visit at a time. Get out of the get people scheduled mindset. Get into the we need people to arrive mindset. We need people to arrive who are prepared to pay and then stay. Cheers. Thank you again for your energy and your time listening to the what's best for the patient is best for the business podcast. I'm glad you came back and please um, tune in again to these next couple ones. I'm going to keep taking a deeper dive into, um, into this front desk and really this pre-arrival phase. Cheers all. Thank you for listening today to the podcast. Here's what I want you to do next. Um, If you want to stay in touch or want more information on the doing of all this, then I highly recommend, and I really want you to go over to my YouTube page, Jerry Durham PT, J-E-R-R-Y-D-U-R-H-A-M. There is just so much content, videos added weekly, if not daily and you will be able to bury yourself and immerse yourself into this content and learn all you need to know to start implementing some of the things we talked about today. Second thing I want you to do is just jump in feet first over at my Facebook group. What's best for the patient is best for business. Daily interactions, right? I'll be there. You can have discussions with other people. You can ask me questions. I post there frequently, post videos. I share information there. So it's a place to stay up to date and be very interactive with other people who have the same goals and mindset that you do and want to create this business, this healthcare practice that will scale and grow and give you financial performance. Cheers, all.